My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today's episode is the weekly horoscope for December 21st to December 27th, 2020. This week we have the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere, or the summer solstice in the Southern Hemisphere. It's happening on the 21st, today as I record this. And then the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter that happens every 20 years is happening today, which you can look up in the night sky and see what appears to be one bright circle of light as they overlap at exact about six degrees tonight in the sky. And then on the 24th Thursday, we have Mars moving into Aries all the way through February, bringing in this big push of Mars-Aries activation energy into the new year. I'll talk all about how you can apply this to your life, how this might show up for you, and then some of the historical significance of these events, because there's been some major generational and cultural shifts when this great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter happens. And I'll talk all about that in today's episode, which is brought to you by the new Vedic Astrology membership, which you can join at quietmindastrology.com right now. And right now I've started the new series of Planets Through Signs, starting with the Sun in Aries and talking all about major people throughout history who've had Sun in Aries, what it means if you have it in your chart or someone you know personally. It's a very powerful energy. People like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock have this, William Shakespeare, and even some really intense people like Adolf Hitler had Sun in Aries. So it doesn't mean it's a good or bad thing. It's a potential energy. And everything in your chart is a potential energy. And over the many months and years ahead, I'll be going deep into what that means with Sun and Aries, Sun and Taurus, Moon and Aries, Moon and Taurus, going sign by sign, week by week, so you can understand how to apply astrology to your life and make sense of the people around you and the global events around you, because it's all just patterns playing out, especially with this great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. This is a 20-year pattern, a 20-year cycle so as we go through today's episode, you'll see and understand how these generational and cultural shifts are playing out in interesting patterns. And as we go through the whole series of planets through signs and everything inside of the membership, I'll explain all of that over the months and years ahead. And you'll get early access to monthly horoscopes and exclusive access to sign-by-sign horoscopes. So if you know you're an Aries rising, I'll talk specifically about how to work with the month's energies for Aries risings or Aries moons. It's interchangeable. If you know your Vedic moon or rising sign, that's what you look at for transits. As we look at today's transits, you want to know where Capricorn is in your chart and where Aries is in your chart. Those are the two biggest shifts happening this month. For example, if you're an Aries rising or an Aries moon, Mars is going out of your 12th house into your first house. This will bring a great big sense of relief. Maybe you've had some loss of vitality and energy and ambition and drive because 12th house is loss. Mars is all the things I just said. You take all that energy into the 12th house of loss and you feel detached from those things. You feel lethargic, lazy, slower, quieter, not as energetic as you might usually be. But Mars and Pisces isn't entirely bad, so you've probably done okay, but it can be a loss and really a spiritual gain. It's great for spiritual progression. But now moving into your first house, anytime you have a transit in your first house, this is a big shift, especially those of you who have Capricorn in your first house, Capricorn rising. It's been a big year, Capricorn moons. This, this year, the past year and this year ahead are big 
life-changing times. But for those of you with Mars, for example, uh, or Aries rising, for example, you just had Mars move into your first house. So yeah, this is going to be a big shift this week where you're going to feel a big increase of energy. For all of us, though, on a global level and uh, globally, personal levels, all of us are going to feel this shift of an increase of energy, enthusiasm, vitality, passion, drive, and direction with Mars moving into Aries in the middle of this week. So we've all got that to look forward to. Now, this first uh, day of this week, this Monday, is the winter solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's the darkest day of the year. So there is likely a lower energy vibe for the last week or so, and it's the return of the light as we move forward from today. So we start to have slowly and slowly, we have longer days, longer sunlight, more sun exposure. So for me personally, I've been getting less sun exposure and my immune system has felt more vulnerable and I felt a little lower energy. So the less of that sun energy. And uh, you might have felt that too in the last week, especially if you're up further north where you get less time in the sun, unfortunately. So that's a shift happening this week with the winter solstice. It's a great day today to do some sort of ritual or practice to honor this transitional time. And for those of you in the membership, in the Vedic Astrology membership, I will have a short ritual that you can do tonight if you want to practice that to align with this energy and transition. Uh, it's a great time to do some sort of journaling or reflection review process. If you haven't done a year review yet, you can go to mindfulnewyear.com and get the whole course. It's available now with the whole 54-page workbook that guides you through how to review the past year and plan the new year and know all of the transits coming up. But if you don't have that, just doing some sort of reflection, some journaling, some introspection, meditation, something to bring a sense of closure to this cycle of this year. Now, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, this is a move into the darkness. So it's the opposite of those things I said with the uh, vitality and energy. It's a good time to start to go more inward. I know there's a lot of listeners in Australia, so it's a good time to start to transition into a little more uh, internal practices as you start to go into the longer nights. But it's a slow process. So right now, those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, it's still going to be sunny for a while, still a lot of energy, vitality, enthusiasm in general, and especially with Mars moving into Aries this week, you get a big boost of that. So go with that, but start to look ahead to the next six months of starting to uh, maybe go more inward and start to have more internal, if you've even thought about like going more introspective, writing a book, something like that. But if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, most of the listeners, I believe, are in the Northern Hemisphere uh, for this show. And it's a time to start to go a little more outward and start to maybe think about what you want to do going forward into the new year with new goals, resolutions, intentions, whatever you set for that. Starting to get more physical if you've been more insular or inward or introspective. As I've suggested, the past couple of weeks have been great for that. All right, so there's a time and season for everything. So it's a good time to be more insular and introspective for the past few weeks. But this middle of this week is where that really starts to shift with the Mars going into Aries on the Thursday. So then we move ahead into the new year. And we've got Jupiter staying with Saturn now uh, for a few more months. So it's going to move ahead in April 2021, Jupiter will move into Aquarius, where it will feel a bit of relief, uh, and we'll have a sense of increased optimism, hope, direction, 
and uh, clear ideals and values, right? especially with all this stuff in the U.S. with the election having to be cleared up by then. Uh, but right now, Saturn and Jupiter together, Jupiter is debilitated at six degrees. And this conjunction that's happening, this great conjunction is happening uh, very close to that. So Jupiter is at its weakest. There are some cancellations. There's uh, it's not too bad. Today, there's only one cancellation. There's been like one to five throughout this transit. So it's not the worst, but Jupiter is weak. Your hope, your optimism, your guidance, your beliefs, your ideals, your values, your spiritual path, your teachers, all of that stuff is weakened and you don't feel as clear, as much direction, as much internal guidance, as much guidance from people you trust and rely on. It's all a little bit suppressed right now with Jupiter being debilitated in Capricorn with Saturn, so it's even stronger. Uh, but there is a cancellation, so it's not the worst it could be, thankfully. And then Jupiter is going to come back into Saturn. So this is a whole another year process, right? So all this uh, all this stuff I just talked about, it's still ongoing. There's it's still playing out over the next year and then really starts to let up a few in a couple of years, not so not quite for a while uh, when Jupiter gets to Pisces, which Jupiter rules, and uh, then we'll feel much more clear and much more optimistic, much more hopeful, much more sense of uh, vitality, direction, idealism, hope. Uh, but all of this pandemic stuff has been weighing heavy. And as I've talked about in previous episodes, there's the, the pattern of pandemics and recessions around some of the transits that we have going on. So it's going to continue for quite a while, and Jupiter being suppressed in this way, our hope and optimism suppressed. It's very important to have a spiritual center, a spiritual practice you can come back to, some way that you can navigate things that you trust, that you rely on, that feels personal and true to you to come back to. All right, so in general, Jupiter represents expansion and opportunities and understanding, and Saturn represents experience and patience and humility. So if we can practice being patient, practice things like meditation, yoga, mudras, mantras, meditation, pranayama, spiritual practices, we can have this sense of expansion over time because Saturn is satisfied and happy when we're in service and when we're being patient and practicing humility and finding compassion. And then we can find the gifts of Jupiter, the expansion, the opportunity, the understanding, the optimism. It will come. But uh, we've seen some of the negative influence of Jupiter over the past year, uh, bigotry. We've seen people being fanatical about their beliefs, people being smug about their beliefs in all directions. Whatever people's beliefs are, we see it happening. Right? And Jupiter being in Sag and then coming back and going back to Capricorn. And so coming in and out of this energy of being very fanatical and very high and mighty, you're stuck on certain beliefs and ideals and values. I'm right, they're wrong, they're wrong, I'm right. That sort of thing happening with Jupiter. Uh, that starts to let up really not, it'll start a little bit in the early of 2021, but really uh, well into 2022. So uh, that I know it's not the best news, but if we practice our patience, our humility, our compassion and understanding for each other, we can overcome this and we can avoid getting into the divisive separation. Because everybody you talk to, if they have completely different beliefs, they feel justified and right in those beliefs for whatever reason. 
and there is a logic and reason and intention behind what they're doing and it might be very different than yours but ultimately i think we're all humans and have a lot of the same basic needs for understanding connection compassion right and this is why so many saints and people throughout history have been sort of unconditional love devotees and just the hugging saint ama like she would hug a leper she would hug anybody anybody who comes to her she loves unconditionally and that's what we can learn from those kind of figures. And interestingly enough, if we go back throughout history, many of the major prophets throughout history were born on or around a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. Yes. So if you go back throughout history, if you look on, just look on Google, when was Abraham possibly born? What year was he possibly born? And if you go look it up, it's around 1814 BCE. That was when there was a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. Those of you who uh, study astrology, if you happen to have the Parashara's Light app, those of you who are working with me in mentorship, uh, look it up. Look throughout history, 1814 BCE, there was a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. The Buddha, you look at when was the Buddha possibly born? There's a, a bit of debate about that. And two years came up around 622 BCE and around 563 BCE, there was a great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there was a great conjunction in 7 BCE, and some Christian scholars say that's around the time he was born. Now, there is debate on all these things, right? So I could be completely wrong, but all the, all the years that were given for these people are pretty close, within a year at most, of a great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. And of course, how many records of people do we actually have that are exact for anybody this old historically? So it's possible. Maybe these figures are uh, sort of mythological figures and these times are turning points throughout history and these people represent those turning points. Maybe these are actual people, maybe these are prophets. I don't take any particular stance. I think whatever you believe is completely valid and true and welcome. But uh, this is an interesting little thing to notice. Right? And then Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, 571 AD or current era. Yes, there was a great conjunction at that time as well. Then I looked at some of the maybe lesser known prophets uh, like Joseph Smith did not have the great conjunction and David Koresh considered himself a prophet, did not have the Great Conjunction. But these ones did for sure. And if there's any I missed that I, you think I should look up, I, I looked up several, but Abraham, Buddha, Jesus, and Muhammad all represent massive world religions, and they all have this Great Conjunction in the, around the time, very, very close to the time they're said to have been born. So they have these qualities. Saturn is a disciplinarian. It can be heavy. It can be intense. It can be all about structure and rigidity. And there are people who follow these religions who sometimes go too far into structure and rigidity and become evangelical about their beliefs. And then there, and that's Jupiter as well. Fanaticism, the bigotry, the smugness, the arrogance, the saying, I'm right, you're wrong. My beliefs are the right ones. All right, so that's Jupiter with Saturn, with the structure of Saturn, uh, imposing beliefs on others. So that's a negative expression that can happen with any beliefs and any of these characters and these people and these figures throughout history. And then a more positive expression, of course, all of these religions, these beliefs, these prophets have helped people immensely. That's why they are so well known and so well 
followed and uh, and people believe in what they teach, right? And that's this path of devotion and faith. And of course, there is so much good that has come from these paths. And Jupiter and Saturn can bring that kind of goodness into our lives and into our relationships with others and how we choose to engage with this. So it does not have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be a complete loss of hope. It can be an opportunity to practice humility, service, wisdom, compassion. And if you look back through some of the stories of these people, you can see how they have embodied these qualities and made great examples of how to express Jupiter and Saturn together. Then we look through cultural shifts. And I'm going to have some more detail on this inside of the Vedic Astrology membership. So I'm not going to go on too long with this, but there is a lot of really interesting stuff here. I'll have some more details in the membership. So culturally, Jupiter and Saturn coming together is a turning point in culture. Things change and move in a new direction. For example, some of the things that happen in business throughout this transit. The dot-com bubble burst. There's the end of a 17-year bull market. The uh, website Baidu, which I actually don't know much about, but I know I, from research it's the second largest search engine after Google, and it's used by over 75% of the Chinese population. So those of you in China, the Chinese population, you probably uh, know all about this. And I probably even said the name wrong, so I apologize. Uh, but that was formed during this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, and it's on the level of Google. And we had the AOL Time Warner merger. That was the largest corporate merger ever. In health, the first in vitro baby was born. And over time, and also during this transit, we've seen uh, regulations change around that to allow same-sex women to have IVF children. We saw the first reported case of what would become known as AIDS happen during the, this great conjunction. And of course, AIDS has had a massive cultural influence. Of course, all of these things I'm talking about have uh, the first draft of the human genome during this time. The Ken doll in pop culture. So the Ken doll was introduced to go with Barbie. Uh, the final Peanuts comic strip was published. This was an interesting one. Video games have seen some massive shifts during this time. So Donkey Kong and Mario were introduced during one of these transits, and the PlayStation 2 was launched, which went on to be, I think, one of the best-selling uh, consoles ever. Massive cultural phenomenon. And then now this year, the new PlayStation and the new Xbox came out this year. So uh, every 20 years, a good time for video games. Kind of interesting. And then the New York Yankees defeated the Mets to win the first Subway Series since 1956. Dale Earnhardt had his final NASCAR race. Linkin Park's debut album was a massive success, 27 million copies. It's kind of the peak of that whole new metal genre of music. And uh, Rage Against the Machine was kind of part of that. They broke up 20 years ago. They got back together 20 years later. Uh, it's kind of fun to see those little cultural shifts. MTV was launched during the Great Conjunction. Walter Cronkite had his last uh, broadcast. Muhammad Ali had his last fight. Uh, the Pulitzer Prize-winning Washington Star publication ended. So there's a lot of big endings of cultural things and big beginnings of cultural things during these times. The band Metallica was formed, one of the biggest heavy metal bands of all time. The last public trams in Sydney, Australia, 
were they were finished. They ceased operations. This was kind of fun. The FCC chairman called television a vast wasteland. And, and this was back when there was just a few television channels and they'd sign off at the end of each day. So I have a link to that video. It's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, it's his, his job to uh, regulate television. And a West Side Story film was released in the U.S. There's been a few earthquakes throughout this transit throughout history. If you think about Capricorn, it's the earth. It's a foundation. It's the ground we stand on. And it gets shaken this transit. So two to three earthquakes each time uh, throughout history that I looked and there's records of earthquakes uh, through the ones that I found throughout history. In tech, we had the U.S. versus Microsoft. Microsoft ruled to have been violating U.S. antitrust laws and illegally creating monopolies in their business practices. That happened in the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. Again, think about the Saturn-Jupiter energy, the qualities I talked about. We can see how some of these things are playing out. Uh, the U.S. had the severe 1980s recession during this transit. We've had a few different presidents inaugurated. Uh, JFK was inaugurated. Ronald Reagan was inaugurated. Both of whom represented major shifts in ideologies in the U.S. Right, So some presidents you know, are, are there. They're not too major, too massive, but like JFK and Ronald Reagan were very polarizing, very influential, very, uh, maybe not polarizing is the right word, but very significant and influential. And then Bush v. Gore happened, that election, as we talked about, happened as well during a Mercury retrograde, just like the 2020 election. And there was all of that kerfuffle about that election as well. Uh, JFK gave the first live presidential news conference so first live presidential news conference, pretty interesting, important. He appointed his first female physician to the U.S. president, the first female U.S. Supreme Court justice. And uh, Fidel Castro gave a speech announcing he is going to adopt socialism. So big ideological shifts happening in politics during this transit. And JFK established the Peace Corps, he also had a speech about secret societies, which was really relevant during the Cold War at the time. But uh, there's some other interesting implications of that. If you listen to it now, and if you, if you notice how much censorship is happening on the internet now in the U.S., it's a very interesting speech to go back to and listen to. And if you're not aware of it, it, it would make sense. I mean, there's a lot of things happening where like uh, a story that comes out, uh, and if you, if you try to Google it, a few days later, if you if you look into this story, that's just gone. So a lot of things are just kind of being erased from the internet lately, and uh, we see that with the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, uh, this sort of concern about uh, censorship and what is fair to put in the free press and what's right for public knowledge and this sort of thing. And JFK had a speech about that during this transit in the past. Very interesting. I have a link to listen to that if you want to check it out. He also announced the goal to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. And of course, that was a massive, at least from what I know, not having lived through it and what I've heard about it, seemed to have been a galvanizing force for the U.S. population to say, you know, this is what we stand for. This is what we want to move towards the future. And putting a person on the moon, this is a big idea to move towards. Uh, so it's a big shift in the culture in the generation. And of course, throughout the 60s, there was that big generational shift of the cult 
counterculture in general with the Beatles and the hippie movement and free love and Woodstock at the end of the 60s. So that was initiated here. And of course, that was also in Capricorn. So all, every time Jupiter and Saturn are conjunct, it's not always in Capricorn. In fact, it's not very often. It's been 400 years before 1961 when that happened. So 1961 was the most recent one, and now we have it again here in 2020. And in 20, 40, 60 years, we'll have it again in Capricorn. So it's a sort of cycle like that where uh, this conjunction happens in this uh these three signs kind of rotating throughout history. And I have some notes on that in the membership if you want to see the that progression of that. It's a little more than I want to explain right now, but it is kind of fun to see the pattern. And all of this stuff is observing patterns, seeing how they play out here. And we also had some other significant events happening here. So there was the construction of the Berlin Wall. That was a big cultural shift another fun video on that if you want to check that out uh, it's about as fun as <laughs> the cold war can be and jfk urged americans to build fallout shelters setting off a four-month debate on civil defenses and we see issues like that happening now in the u.s of what is the right way to respond to the coronavirus and a lot of debate and divisiveness about that which the fanaticism of Jupiter, the restrictions of Saturn, the heaviness of Capricorn. We see how this is all playing out. And then in space, there's been some major things happening in space. The first resident crew in, inter in an international space station, uh, the space shuttle program with reusable space crafts began in 1981 and continued until, 19 or until 2011. Uh, the first chimp was sent into space. Also the first hominoid was, was Ham the Chimp. And the first and second Americans ever sent into space. And uh, the first human to be in space for more than one day was a Soviet cosmonaut, German Taitov. Apologize. That was my best attempt at that one. Uh, but some major, major developments for space. And we see that happening now with SpaceX, uh, with Amazon's work kind of keeping up with SpaceX. And they had their crewed mission go into space as well this year. And remember, the Jupiter and Saturn started coming together in March. So this has kind of been happening. This uh, great conjunction influence has been happening all year, but it's direct today. And at six degrees of Capricorn, right about where, Cap where Jupiter is debilitated, as we talked about. Uh, so we've still got another year or so of this before it fully finishes. Uh, so a lot of similar kind of cultural generational shifts we'll be seeing over this transit. And if you want to know a little more in depth and a little more detail about this stuff and a ritual that you can do to work with this solstice energy, even if it's later this week, it's fine. But just kind of catching up with this transition that we're going through and how to how to. Uh, best utilize this energy and align with it. I'll be sharing a ritual for that in just a moment. For those of you who are in the membership, just uh, keep listening to this recording as it'll continue on inside of the membership podcast feed. And those of you listening on the normal podcast feed, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And if you want to schedule a reading with me, go to quietmindastrology.com where you can also 
sign up for the membership. You can schedule a reading. You can also get your free birth chart if you'd like right there on that page. Thank you for listening and I look forward to sharing more with you soon on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.